and welcome to another edition of the First and Orange Broncos podcast presented by the Denver Post. I'm Kyle Fredrickson, joined by Ryan O'Halloran. We're recording today's episode on Thursday of Game Week with the Seahawks coming to town to Mile High. Uh, today's podcast, though, a little less game-oriented, a little more prediction-oriented. We're going to take a few educated guesses. Please do not mock us if we're wrong, right, Ryan? Can you tell if I'm excited? <laughs> He's honking the horn and the Jeep and the podcast mobile, so Ryan is pumped. So let's Let's get, one is here. let's get to it, guys. Let's not mess around. You guys know what's at stake for the Broncos this season, the different storylines we've discussed on the podcast, on in print and online at denverpost.com. Uh, we'll start with the win-loss total, Ryan. Um, this was one where I believe we were in accordance. What, what, what do you have the Broncos finishing the 2018 season at? If you had them 9-7, I think that's what I had. That uh, is correct. That is correct. I have them starting fast. We'll get to the specific Seahawks prediction in a bit. But um, this schedule sets up for them to get off to a fast start. They only play one 2017 playoff team in the first month, and that's Kansas City, which has a new quarterback and a defense that can't stop anybody, uh, judging by some of the tape. So I have them finishing 9-7. and seven. That means the second half swoon, but that's when the schedule gets tougher. I have them winning the last game of the season against the Chargers to wrap up a wildcard berth. Yeah, and, and just to tack on to that, I think 9-7 and seven is for this team is probably being most optimistic, Ryan. Do you think it's possible? I mean, if everyone stays healthy and, and the rookies really step up, they could exceed that expectation. For me, I, I sort of put that in, I'll put it in the magazine and put it on the podcast today as a bit of a ceiling for this team. Well, the reason they could get to 10 is that they sweep the Raiders. Okay. Right now I have that as a loss on Christmas Eve, but you know, who know, you know, who knows what kind of condition Oakland's going to be in. They could be playing a lot of young guys uh, that time of the season. Obviously no Khalil Mack. So, you know, the, you know, the early schedule sets up, you know, a game at Cincinnati in December. I don't think the Bengals are going to be very good. The key to getting the 10 wins in this league is you got to go minimum 6-2 and two at home, and then you got to play 500 on the road. And actually, exactly, by the way, 6-2 and two at home, <laughs> 500 on the road. Uh, you, know, you can tell I took geometry twice in high school. So. Yeah, who said journalists can't do math? Yeah, and, and that's the key thing is they gotta take they got to take care of serve at home. You know, they have the crowd, they have the altitude, and they have better players than last year. So you know, when you play three out of your first four and four out of, four out of your first six at home, Take advantage. Build a cushion where when you have a slump, you're equipped to handle it. Is 9-7 and seven in the AFC West good enough for a playoff berth? I think it is. I think the Chargers are going to win the division, but I have them winning nine games, and I have them uh, winning a wild card spot. Gotcha. I also have the Broncos in as a wild card. Should be fun to watch this season unfold. As we look at some maybe some other things that we'll be examining throughout the year, uh, one interesting facet will be Case Keenum's touchdown-to-interception ratio. Uh, I have it as 22 touchdowns to 10 interceptions. I think that kind of puts Keenum in maybe kind of the top half of the middle of the pack in terms of what that production is league-wide. Ryan, is, do you see something similar? Do those numbers seem too high, too low? Um, I'm gonna go, I think I went lower on the interception. Uh, but I think he takes care of the football in a good enough fashion where he's not going to have a three-pick game. You know, it's going to be interesting to track, you know, how many attempts in a row does he go between interceptions. I think he's just that smart in terms of avoiding turnovers. 
Um, 23 touchdowns, nine interceptions, 23 and seven. Well, I think he has a chance to have a three to one ratio, which is pretty dang good in this league. Yeah, and Case Keenum, I think, looking back at his 2017, ranked in the top five in several accuracy categories, uh, number of interceptions thrown. Uh, goes a guy who did not get sacked a whole ton. I mean, does that figure into taking care of the football? Just his mobility in the pocket and extending plays. Yeah, and the key thing is red zone. Last year, he had 16 red zone touchdowns, no interceptions. That gives you a nice little padding to get to a 3-to-1 touchdown-interception ratio. He has the weapons on offense to be effective inside the 20. So um, I think if he uh, you know, if he can avoid a train wreck game, he should have a, a close to 3-to-1 TD-to-INT ratio. Gotcha. As we move along, let's take a look at defense. And I think one of the, the scenarios uh, that we're most interested in following and tracking the numbers um, is the combined sacks for Von Miller and Bradley Chubb. I've got it as 19. Um, you know, I think that probably would make up the majority of the Broncos' sacks on the year, at least the, the at least leaning that way. Um, for you, how much do these two factor in? Is it more, uh, you know, by co- committee approach in terms of those numbers, or do you think these are going to be their stars getting the quarterback? Well, I think they're going to be their two leading guys, and I have them being combining for 57 sacks this year. No, I'm just kidding. Holy cow, geez. <laughs> um, uh, I was checking know, my math. I was like, oh, boy. The key thing for fans to realize is – is a rookie pass rusher in this league. It is tough sledding at times. Bradley Chubb could be great against the run. He could get some tackles for losses, but he may only have seven sacks. Khalil Mack didn't have a lot of sacks as a rookie, so where I think Von Miller is going to benefit from Chubb's presence, he's going to maybe get some one-on-one matchups because he can't double everybody. And, you know, I think I think a 13 to 14 sack season for Von Miller could be in the offing. That brings the total to 21-22. I'm sort of in that range for the combined total. Let's stick on defense for one more point here. Uh, defensive points allowed ranking. Where will this defense stack up league-wide? I've got them at 20th, which obviously is is a bit above the, the middle of the pack for this group, um, if I'm doing my math there right, or am I not? Well, it's 32 teams. 32 teams. So, yeah, a little below, five below. Sorry, below average. I meant to say that. It, for me, it seems like, yes, there are some young stars on this team, but – you know, if they have injuries in the secondary or inside linebacker, I think this team could be in trouble for you. Do you project this defense performing a bit better? Yeah, I do. I have them in the top half because um, I think they're going to be able to stop the run, which puts you in third down, which puts you in sacks, which puts you in turnovers, which puts you in short fields. So the key is, okay, Chris Harris has to stay healthy in the back end. they got to be better in the red zone defensively instead of giving up so many touchdowns. So all things being equal, if they manage their injuries pretty well, I think this can be a top 15 defense in scoring. It's not a top five defense. Right. Okay, so we'll finish with this last one. NFL MVP, tell me that you picked Case Keenum. I did not pick Case Keenum. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to remember who I picked. I think I picked Todd Gurley. Oh, okay. Because he's going to get a ton of touches. Um, he has his contract, so he has his guaranteed money, so he's not going to be saying – uh, you know, maybe this week I'm not feeling so great. He's going to have 300 touches. I think he'll lead the Rams to an NFC West title. Gotcha. Um, I'm going to go with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, it seems like this is typically a quarterback award. Rodgers being healthy, I know that receiving core um, isn't as experienced as it used to be, but a little bit of young life uh, might do the Packers well at that position. They drafted a lot of young guys. Um, just no one does it better than Rodgers. It seems to always go to a quarterback. I mean, is it a quarterback award? I mean, when's the last time a running back won that thing? Well, I think it may have been Adrian Peterson. He okay. got 2,000 yards. Right. That's so the, it takes a the, lot. That's the gold standard. With Gurley, he may be a guy that rushes for 1,500 and has 
60 catches. Right. So can he get the combined 20 touchdowns? I think that would be the key for him. And with that, we'll wrap up this edition of the First and Orange Broncos podcast. Uh, we appreciate you listening in. Be sure to follow all of our nonstop Broncos coverage online at denverpost.com. Pick us up every day in the newspaper. And, of course, tune in to the next First and Orange podcast. See ya. Thank you.